Welcome to Engaging Culture, a podcast presented by Bridgeway Christian Church. I'm Brian Kiley. Today, I'm joined by Bridgeway's new young adults pastor, Pastor Judah Sanders. Pastor Judah and I are going to talk about health and fitness and how our spiritual health is connected to our physical health. We'll share our own stories of the difference physical fitness has made in our lives, and we'll talk about some biblical principles that can inspire health uh, and some motivators that work and some that don't. All of that and more on this episode of Engaging Culture. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 7 of the Engage Your Culture Podcast. Pastor Brian with you, joined by, as I mentioned in the open, the newest member of Bridgeway's pastoral team, Pastor Judah Sanders. Judah, thanks for thanks for coming on with me. Yeah, super excited to be on, to be here, to have some yeah. good conversation. Yes, and uh, we're going to be talking about a subject that is close to both of our hearts, that being uh, physical fitness and health and sort of the connection between that in our in our spiritual lives. Um, but uh, man, I know you've, you've been hearing this a lot, but we're just we're so excited to, to have you on the team. And, uh, you know, you've been really, uh, it's funny, these first few weeks, we're just taking every opportunity we can to get you in front of people and so so that our congregation and, and, and our, our listeners can get to know you. But uh, man, I think this is just another kind of fun opportunity to hear, hear a little bit of your story and hear some of your heart. So uh, I'm excited for the conversation that we're going to have today. Man, I am too. I have just um, really been so heartened by uh, the reception of the church and the way people have just embraced me as family and uh, all of the things that I'm learning and, and the ways that I'm growing. And I'm super excited to be able to have this conversation uh, too, because like like you said, um, fitness, health, wellness is just so important to me personally, uh, but so important to all of us, right? Like just in the way we we take care of ourselves, that's that's kind of critical to everything else that's going on in our lives. So yeah, absolutely. So so can you share a little bit? Share a little bit of your story in sort of how did fitness and health become so important to you? Why is it so important, and how has it made a difference in your life? Yeah, so it's it's crazy because when I meet people for the first time today, you know, they see me as I am now and they, you know, kind of assume that that's how my life has always been. Uh, but a year ago, you know, I was over 300 pounds, uh, morbidly obese, um, pre-diabetic and just just really, really not healthy. And it was this journey for me into health actually started as a mental health journey. Uh, I deal with functional depression. And uh, that was really, really impacting my work, uh, my relationships, my, my whole life. And at some point, I realized I just needed help. And so I started to get help, uh, started to get therapy and support. And that led to an examination of the ways that um, my, I, I cope, the ways that I um, try to manage my stress and my insecurity and my pain and those things. And one of those ways was food. Um, and so at some point, my therapist and I started to really consider uh, what would it look like if I had other coping strategies that weren't food? What would it look like if I included physical movement into my you know, lifestyle? And uh, so that started the journey. And since then, uh, I've lost uh, over 100 pounds. Um, I don't know exactly the amount. I'm terrible at math, but I was at 317 at my highest weight today, I vacillate between 203 and 207, trying to get down to 200, glory to God. <laughs> and so that's, that's kind of been my, my journey is figuring out like what works for me and what doesn't work for me and, and how to be as healthy as I can be. 
And, you know, I know for you, Pastor Brian, you know, you, I, I, I believe I heard you say you were an athlete um, and you're a, a fitness uh, enthusiast. Uh, tell me what, I mean, what, what's it been like for you? What's your journey? Yeah. See, the funny thing is sort of my, my, my connection with health and fitness kind of comes from the other direction. Whereas I all growing up was like the skinny scrawny kid who like, I've always loved sports. I've always participated (laughs) in athletics. I was never very good at at anything. Uh, I, I played uh, tennis and I ran cross country in high school. So, you know, like if you're a scrawny skinny kid who wants to play sports, like those are two good places to go. And a lot of sort of my desire to be fit and to be strong and to be active came from sort of this background of being the kid who couldn't do a pull up, being the kid who couldn't do a push up, being the kid who was slow and all of that stuff. And it's been, it's been funny kind of to me as I sort of got older, became a teenager into college and beyond just the, 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 the impact that I've found that physical health has had on so many other elements of my well-being, And, and then I think also just the way that my interests are, I just tend to be pretty active by nature. So uh, a day laying on the beach just is not that exciting to me. Whereas a day climbing a mountain is, is very exciting. And I think, you know, over the course of my life, whether it's, you know, being, you know, a 20 year old guy who really wanted to be, you know, super strong in the weight room and doing all that to being, you know, now in my thirties, I don't really care about that anymore, but I love to climb mountains. I love to uh, get outside and be active. I love to play sports. I, you know, just did my first Spartan race. I've run a marathon. I've climbed Mount Whitney. I've gone to the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Like I've done all that stuff. And I'm, I'm, if I'm not doing it, I'm thinking about what my next adventure is going to be. And, uh, and then also just, I don't know, the goal setting element of that, whether it's, man, I want to train for a race. Um, or I want to get down to a certain weight, or I want to be able to complete a certain number of repetitions. Um, those things are just very motivating and exciting to me. And I just, you know, and, and I know you would relate to this as well, that, man, when I'm physically healthy, and when I'm moving my body, it just impacts so many other areas of my life. H- how have you seen that to be true yeah. for you just in, in, in your journey over the course of the last year? Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, it started off as a mental health journey and, and I, seeing the ways that uh, physical health, that nutrition and that that fitness impact my mental health has actually been um, quite astounding. Uh, you know, I there's so much research out there that, that talks about how um, what we eat impacts, you know, the, the, the way our brains develop and function our serotonin levels, right? Which is the, the, our, our, our happy hormones. Um, and, and even, you know, all of the research just around uh, gut bacteria, right? What we eat impacts our, our gut biome. And uh, that regulates so much in our minds and our bodies. Um, and so for me personally, the, the manageability of my depression is directly linked to how I'm eating. So much so now that literally I can eat a, a cinnamon roll. I love cinnamon rolls. They're God's <laughs> glorious creation. Um, or perhaps a or perhaps a result of the fall. I'm not sure. Yeah, but one of the, one of those two. The point is, <laughs> right. So the the I can eat a cinnamon roll on Monday and Tuesday. I'm gonna have a really hard day. I'm gonna mm. be sluggish, I'm gonna be slow, I'm gonna be um very, very cranky, moody. 
um, and not able to process as logically. Uh, I function more out of my emotions after I eat something like that. And so that that's huge to me, you know, that that connection. Um, for you, are you are you seeing and experiencing something similar with in terms of what you eat and how active you are and how you feel? Yeah. So eating, uh, <laughs> eating, I wouldn't say I'm able to draw that clear of a line, but certainly there is the like, well, didn't need that extra handful of Cheetos, you know, like that sort of mentality that I think we can all we can all relate to. Didn't need that extra slice of garlic bread. Yeah. Speaking of dinner, speaking specifically of dinner last night, uh, but. I think for me, certainly the the body movement component and mental health is huge. I mean, I've I've never been diagnosed with anything, but I, I certainly you know can sort of dip my toe in the depression pond a little bit as well. And and I find a very clear connection. And there's like you said, there's tons of research to back this up. A very clear connection between my mood and how much I've been moving my body. Uh, you know, so I even find like if I'm getting stuck, if I'm getting antsy, if I find myself getting restless, it's like, all right, just go out and take a walk. You know, like I live in a neighborhood where it's right, like I've sort of right. scouted it out. Like right. this is a 10 minute loop, this is a 15 minute loop, this is a 20 minute loop, and just get out, move my body, maybe you know, bring something to read. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a weirdo. I bring my iPad and read while I walk and just set the font really big, but like, you know, get out and do that or listen to something as I'm doing it. And, and man, does it, does it make a difference? So, uh, and, and I think that's, especially as we're living in this weird, like pandemic era where so many of us right. are struggling with mental health in so many different ways. I think it's just right. really, really critical to say, okay, what are the tools that we have at our disposal and we don't all need to, you know, run marathons, but just moving our body helps a lot more than I think a lot of us realize yeah. with just dealing with some of the the, challenge, the the mental health challenges that we're facing right now. Well, and I think the really cool thing is that there are so many different ways to move our bodies, right? Like, like you really do have a lot of options. You were sharing with me yesterday, you like to do 400 push-ups. You set goals <laughs> like that. That's ridiculous. And the rest of us humans won't do that. But, but if it's walking, if it's skating, if it's dancing, you know, if it's stretching, I think that there are a lot of options um, and, and ways that we can kind of incorporate this, this movement of our bodies and I think that just as a society, you know, we we always have to remember that movement has always been um, just important to to humanity, you know. And that you know, we all come from ancestors that you know did things like have to hunt and and have to be out, you know, in, on on a farm, cultivating a farm, you know. And and so there was just always this movement. And now we kind of live in this age where where we're very still a lot. And uh, particularly, as you pointed out, Pastor, uh, in this COVID time, it's it's just been hard to 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 get any of those kind of life giving movement things in, in our lives uh, without intention. And so, I, I think yeah. we have to on purpose say, "I'm going to include this." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and intention is the key part. And just to clarify, it is not 400 push-ups all at once. It is 400 push-ups spread over the course of the day. And uh, yesterday, just so we're it being does not totally, make it sound uh, any better, you know, <laughs> the goal yesterday was 400. I made it to 300, and you know, there's 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 grace for that. But um, let's talk a little bit about the connection between diet and exercise. And spirituality. Now, there, there is, I mean, we all know this yeah. from being humans. There, there is so much just weird, like, guilt and shame associated with diet, with exercise, with body image, and all of that. 
And we absolutely want to avoid any of that. Like I just, I mean, guilt and shame in general, I think are just lousy motivators. They don't work. And, and I don't, I, and again, there's just so much sense. There's just so much sensitivity around this when it comes to physical health. And again, with, with body image. So we want to be super clear that we're steering clear of that as far as we can. Um, But with that, how can a desire to honor God inspire us to take good care of ourselves physically? Yeah. Well, you know, I think that that's got to actually be the, the number one motivator, right? Is is our desire to honor God, right? For a few reasons. One, we know that as believers, our bodies belong to God, right? And so with that comes this responsibility to take good care of what's God's. And again, staying away from shame and guilt and legalism, just just that's 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 the appropriate thing to do. If somebody paints this beautiful picture and, and gives it to you, I go to museums a lot, I love museums, and there are all of these things that they do with the air temperature and with the, the type of casing that something's in to take good care of it, to protect it, to to, to keep it safe and, and well. And you know, we really we see this this idea all throughout our, our New Testament text, this idea of like taking really good care of this creation that that is you that belongs to God. And you know, Paul told the the, the Corinthian church in his first letter that um, you know, while all things are lawful, not all things are helpful. And so yeah. thinking about like what is going to be helpful in me stewarding this gift that that God has loaned me that that is me right we also know uh, that that gluttony is a sin um <laughs> it's, it's explicit in the bible and 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 so in thinking about our relationship with food uh and keeping in mind that the overindulgence uh of of food especially with the way food the, the way we eat in, in kind of this western america um you know that needs to be on 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 the top of our mind and I think finally, I just, I know for me, it's really important that I try to be um, available to be useful to God, right? Mm-hmm. I, I believe that all of us have purpose and, and God has intention for how we navigate this world to his glory. And so I just want to be able to do that well, right? Yeah. For, for me, I know that eating, being really, really unhealthy um, did not give me a lot of capacity to care for people. Yeah, you know, and so I wanted to be able to do that. But also, just on a practical standpoint, maybe you're not a, a pastor or in professional ministry. Um, you want to be available to run with your kids, and you want to yeah. be available to run with your grandkids <laughs> if you can. Uh, you want to feel good while doing these things, and 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 not feeling good. You don't want that to be a barrier uh, to yeah. to loving on your family, to engaging with your community, and to doing what God has called you to do. Um, for you, do you see connections again between kind of your, your faith walk and, and your health journey? Yeah, big time. I think that that the word you used a minute ago that is so crucial is this word stewardship that, that ultimately every resource Mm. that God has given me is, is not mine. It is, it is given to me on loan. It is something that I can steward either for my own purposes or for, for God's and, 
my body is just like everything else. I do that imperfectly, right? There are times where uh, I use it for selfish purposes and in, in various kinds of indulgence. And there are times where I can use it for, for, the, for the glory of God. Same with a physical possession, a house, a car, whatever the case may be. Um, and, and I want to be clear that I think for, for a lot of us, uh, different ones of us have things that, that impact our physical health that we have no control over, right? Like accidents happen. We have different right. genetic conditions or other things that we, we had no, we had no say in this. Uh, certainly I've, <laughs> I have had so many injuries over the years that have led to periods of, of, of not being very healthy physically. Um, and, and there's just, you know, people get, you know, you, any one of us can get sick tomorrow and then it's like, okay, well, there's only so much we can do. But, but I think that as long as we're able right. Our physical bodies, like I said, and like you said a minute ago, are, are a stewardship. And, and I think for me, that's a powerful motivator to say, okay, God, you have given me this body to take care of. Uh, I want to do that to the best that best I can. And I, and I think even, um, you know, you said a minute ago that when you're physically unhealthy, it interferes with your ability to care for people. And that's really true. That was something I remember uh, hearing a pastor talk about a while ago that I'd never really thought about was like the idea of being physically fit enough to minister to other people. I'm like, really? Like that? Like that's a thing? Uh, but you talk yeah. about just the energy to be out and about and with people. Uh, you talk about uh, preaching a sermon is a physically demanding thing. In fact, I wear my little my little Fitbit that I have on here and it'll uh, when I get done preaching, it gives me credit for 40 minutes of uh, 40 minutes of riding a stationary bike. That's what it thinks I'm doing. Uh, and, and, and okay. so, and, and I'll tell you what, this is, this is really funny. I hadn't preached in a little while and I was practicing a sermon downstairs in the high school room at Bridgeway recently. And I found myself getting physically tired preaching the sermon. I'm like, man, what, what is going on here? But, but again, like you said, even if you're not a pastor, the ability to be physically active and present is, is huge. Um, and then in just in other areas of your life, I mean, a, a huge inspiration for me, age 30 was when I made a lot of change and I've always been decently healthy, but I made a lot of changes, you know, age 30, I've been, you know, I, I quit eating meat. I started doing a lot more cardio. I've just done a lot of different things. And a big inspiration to me in that process was a guy by the name of Rich Roll. And he's not a, uh, he's not a believer, but he, he wrote this book called Finding Ultra. And it was all about how like he is this like guy who got out of breath walking up the stairs, became one of the fittest people in the world. And that was a big inspiration for him was realizing, man, I, I want to be around for my kids. I want to be able to do the best that I can for them. I want to be present. I want to that's play right. with them. I want to walk them down that's the right. aisle. And um, man, I think that that's where, I don't know, physical health inspire. I'm inspired to keep myself healthy because of that element of, man, I want to be able to be out there and present and yeah, engage with my kids, engage with my community without, you know, being tired all the time. And again, I want to be clear. Some of us, we deal with stuff that is beyond our control that prevents us from doing that. And, and God can use us right. in a million other ways. Right. If we're healthy enough to take care of ourselves, man, that, that to me is, is pretty inspiring. And I'd, I'd imagine you'd, you'd agree. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I, I think that, um, you know, I, I watched somebody uh, die about two months before I really started taking my health journey seriously. Uh, somebody who was in the church that I was ministering to that I loved a lot, uh, an older gentleman. And he died from things that absolutely were outside of his control, right? Uh, yeah. Some health issues. But these health issues were so exacerbated by lifestyle choices that he made 
that made the death so much more painful, um, so much more difficult, uh, caused his family a, a lot of grief. And there, there, there's no shame, you know, in, in what I'm trying to say. But watching that for me made me just really, really aware of how impactful my choices actually are. And I think that when I, that was kind of one of the first times where, you know, as a younger person, especially, you know, we believe we're invincible. Sure. Um, and it was one of just the first opportunities where I saw that literally what I eat, how I take care of myself, even beyond just food and, and fitness, right? Like making sure that I get enough sleep, drinking water, right? The, that, that these things really do have consequences, uh, for later yeah. in my life. And fortunately, yeah. it's been such a blessing, but I served in a church that had a, a decent amount of, of folks who were older in age. And so I got to see the spectrum of what being old can look like. <laughs> and so I know people that are, I, I'm, I mean, I'm serious. I know people who are in their 70s who go mountain climbing, literally, yeah. right? And I know people who are in their 50s who have some other health challenges and uh, so I just, for me, just such a big motivator is the reality that I want to live until I die. You understand? Yeah, amen. I want amen. to be the, healthy enough that when I do die, I actually, I want to be surprised I died. I, I want to be <laughs> heaven and, well, Lord, I thought, I, well, go down there and turn off the stove. I was cooking. I, I wasn't planning on doing this. I, you know, that's, that's really what I want. Um, yeah. And so much of that is is these everyday choices that we yeah have. no you're 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 certainly right about that you know it's funny you, you mentioned that and uh, I li- you know I live here in Lincoln I live right near Sun City Lincoln and that's where my parents live so in in uh, pre COVID times I spend you know a fair amount of time over there and and I meet a lot of my parents friends and my parents are both pretty active and I remember one guy in particular who I'd gotten to know him pretty well he's a believer he used to be a pastor like we talk in any he and I would play pickleball together. And we talk about ministry and different things. And I remember my, my dad just casually mentioning, uh, oh, yeah, you know, so-and-so uh, at this, like, senior athletic competition uh, set a record in, like, the high jump for age 75 and older. And I said, there is no way that guy is 75 years old. Like, he looks like he's, you know, in his 50s, maybe 60s, right? And I'm like, man, people like that inspire me. <laughs> like, okay, if you can, if you're That's still right. first of all, right. set high jump records at age 75, like you're you're doing something right there. Um, but you see the other end of the spectrum as well, like you said. And it's and again, I, I no guilt, no shame. But it's like, man, you just these choices are are significant, and they they have uh, they have consequences. And I I, I just want to be be mindful of that. Right. Now, um, we we've talked a bunch about how, you know, there, there's all sorts of ways our, our thoughts about physical health and body image can, can go sideways and, and get to a pretty negative place. And, and we don't want to encourage that at all. So I want to ask you, how do we balance, how do we balance sort of loving ourselves as we are, being confident in who we are, while at the same time, maybe desiring to get get healthier, but, but, but being motivated not by guilt and shame, but, but, but by something that's well healthier than, than that? How do we balance those things? Certainly. Yeah, I, I think that there are a couple of things that are really important. One of them we already talked about, and that's just that that our desire for health and for wellness has to be funneled from um, the core belief that that we belong to God. Right. Um, but yeah. also from from a belief of what God says about us. Right. 
especially because, as you have noted, there are a lot of other things that we have to consider in our health journey, including genetics, including uh, whatever kind of health things that we have that are kind of independent or, or less dependent on how we eat and how we, we exercise. Um, yeah. Just our features, right? Like I, yeah. I remember in this journey, I have had to like just make peace with the fact that like I'm a big dude. <laughs> no amount of running is going to change. I'm tall. I'm broad. Like I'm a big dude, and yeah. um, that's always been challenging for me. Um, and so when we start to really believe what it is that God says about us, that He says that you are His master workmanship, that He says that you are the head and not the tail, that He says that you are above and not believe that you are His child, that you're not condemned. When we start to believe and lean into these things, um, then our health journey is not about a, a vanity project, right? Our, our health journey is not um, a comparison project. And it gives us space to do something like we did where I'm going to tease you and talk trash because you do 400 push-ups, And if I, if I, if I can get to 50 in a day, I'm, I'm very proud of myself <laughs> because I recognize that my value uh, is, is not in, uh, you know, the, the, my fitness, my value is inherent, right? Yeah. The things that God says about me are true no matter what I look like, no matter how my health is. And so my effort to be healthy is an, an effort to honor my God, right? It is an act of worship, right? It is an act of me uh, being intentional about trying to be the Imago Dei, about trying to really reflect uh, the, the image of God. And so sure, this means eating healthy and exercising, um, but it, it gets to include other things like managing my stress and um, my, my emotional health. And I think that what's so critical to us as believers, our journey with health is inviting God fully into that journey, right? That's how we achieve balance because I think that there are a lot of things that we think are mundane or not innately spiritual. And so we don't invite God into those things. You know, if, if we're struggling with drugs or alcoholism, we'll invite God into that. Um, but also to invite God into your journey, right? Uh, with yeah. health and, and to ask him, to help you be balanced with, with those things, um, I think is critical to the balance. Yeah. No, I, 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 for you, how does that, how does that show up? Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I think, um, just to give an analogy. So I, you and I have not had a chance to just to talk about if you're even familiar with, uh, with the Enneagram, but, uh, I, uh, so I, yeah, I identify as an Enneagram seven, uh, so it's the enthusiast. So I um, I love new experiences. I always want to go do something fun. I want to, you know, I, I, and that is behind so many of my interests, whether it's uh, sports or yeah. just activities and getting out and doing stuff. And, and man, I'm constant, like constantly thinking about what's my next adventure. What's my next new thing I'm going to try. What's my next, I mean, I mean, like, I cannot overstate how frequent of a thought this is in my mind. And something that I've had to remind myself is adventures and fun stuff and all this stuff. Like, it's all great. It's all good. It's all wonderful. But it'll never be enough because there's always something else. Wow. You know, there's always something else. So I have to put those things in their proper place to say, whatever the next hike I'm going to do is, whatever the next trip I'm going to take is, whatever the next event is, Let's enjoy it for what it is, but let's know there's never something I can do where I can say, man, that now that's enough. I don't need to do, I, I don't have this desire to do more things. So the analogy that I want to, I want to draw is I think that fitness and health is a little bit similar in that 
if you rely on it for your identity, it'll never be enough. There's always somebody fitter than you. There's always always someone faster. Uh, You can always lose a little bit more weight. You can always gain a little bit more muscle. You could always uh, make your time a little bit faster. You can always do a few more reps. It'll never be enough. So you have to get to the place where you say, no, no, what makes me enough is not how many pull-ups I can do or is not my, you know, 5K time. What makes me enough is that I'm made in the image of God and that I'm not pursuing health as a way to prove myself or a way to validate myself. I'm doing it as an act of worship, which means it is is an expression of my love for God. But whatever the scale says, you know, whatever, again, whatever the time says, however many reps I do, that does not change my fundamental identity as a child of God so that then I can pursue health, like I said, not out of a place of seeking identity. Because I think so many people, and, and Christians can be susceptible to this, so many people, their identity is in their physical health and their physical appearance. And much like the analogy I gave with you know events and experiences, it'll never be enough if it's your identity. It'll never be enough. That's right. When it's not your identity... I don't know the way, like, this is maybe a little bit silly, but like the way I think about it is like my physical health is like a fun project, you know, <laughs> like, okay, I'm just trying to be healthy and we'll just yeah, see, yeah. see how we can do. Yeah. And, and that way when I'm unhealthy, you now maybe that might inspire me to, okay, eating, you know, eating too much pizza. gotta, gotta, you know, maybe cut back on that. All right, all right. But there's Pull not, yeah, yeah, there's not this like, Again, this like guilt and shame component in there as well. So I just think that's where we need to be really careful. It's just well, to put this in their proper place. And I, I just, I'll, I'll add that I think that this is why language is so critical, right? And, and this is why I, I think that the language that we have to have about our journeys is is some sort of, I'm taking good care of myself. I'm taking steps toward taking good care of, uh, of myself. Yes, that includes losing weight. Yes, maybe that includes getting toned. Yes, maybe that includes a, a particular uh, way of eating. Um, but, but again, this is me trying to live into the fullest expression of me being the image of God. The, and, 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 and that language just really, I think, shapes how we approach kind of our health things uh, in ways I think are are, are more healthy uh, than than just saying, oh, I'm, I'm trying to be fit or I'm trying to be thin or I'm trying to be, um, you know, attractive, you know? And those things aren't even bad things, but they have to, I think, uh, yield to to a greater purpose as, as, you have, um, as you have expressed. Because what they don't tell you about losing weight is that um, you're still insecure after. You know, if, you're, if, you're, if you've been a, a, a bigger person like me, I, you know, I was bigger most of my life. You know, there was this I, I had these ideas about what being healthy, what being fit would do for me. Um, you, you still deal with insecurity. Um, you, you, you still deal with body image issues. Um, you, you still deal with with you, with you being imperfect and, and not always feeling great. Um, and so, again, there has to be uh, more substance than just. Uh, the the vanity piece of it. Yeah, we we have to know where to go to deal with that insecurity. That that's to Jesus, not to yeah. our body image or or whatever the case may be. Um, let's talk for a minute about barriers to to getting healthy. Uh, certainly, I've experienced some. Certainly, you've experienced some. What, what are you? What what do you see as some of the barriers that make it difficult uh, mm. to maintain some semblance of health? I know, like. 
again, you, you've been, you have, and, and I have to some degree as well, been sort of all over the place on the health spectrum and we've experienced different things. What makes it tough for you uh, to, to stay, to stay healthy? Yeah, um, I think I think a few things. Um, I think one, there is so much information out about health. A lot of it is conflicting, even among you know the 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 experts, so to speak. There's conflicting information, and that's really overwhelming when you're starting. What do I do? How do I do it? What's going to work and what's not going to work? Um, that's been a real barrier, and uh, I think that that can be a barrier for for a lot of people. And I think one of the ways that we combat that barrier. Um, is that we get help, right? We, 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 we invite some folks who are further along in their journey, who have expertise in this, um, to, to be a part of, of our journey and, and help us navigate that. But I also think that there is just the, the reality uh, of access, money, and convenience being a barrier. Um, healthy food is expensive. Um, and yeah. not just that, you know, somebody was saying, well, you can get a bag of apples for the same price that you get for a McDonald's meal. It's like, that's true, or a bag of potatoes. That's true, but like also, if you haven't been taught how to cook potatoes, what do I do with potatoes? <laughs> and sure, some of, some of us on here are saying, well, everybody knows how to cook potatoes, but that's an assumption, right? How, how do you cook asparagus? What, what, what do you do? Time. You know, time's Correct. Issue, right? Correct. Yeah. All of those are, are, are real barriers. Um, and, and again, we're, we live in a culture that has kind of this right away mindset. Yeah. So I think for me, one of the barriers was just the amount of time that it took for me to see uh, results, to feel results. You know, I'm a very, right now, and, and that can be um, a, a barrier. And finally, I'll just add, I'll just add one more. Um, there is the grief of not being able to, to, to do your same rhythms, you know, mm. for 27 out of the 28 years of my life, you know, I was, I ate a certain way. I ate for comfort. Uh, I had a rhythm. I mean, I, I know how I like my McDouble for McDonald's, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And so to have to grieve putting that down even though it was for my good. And even though on this side of it, I'm like, I can't believe I used to eat some things that I used to eat or, or, or you know, that I didn't exercise or whatever. Um, there's a real emotional uh, processing that has to happen uh, as you're saying, um, okay, so when I'm sad or when I'm just low in energy, my go-to is no longer sugar. Uh, that's, that's challenging. For you, uh, Pastor, wh where where are you seeing barriers to just like maintaining your your health and wellness? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I can certainly relate to a lot of what you talked about. I think we need to be uh, just honest about the fact that, like, I mean, and you certainly know this to be true. Uh, weight loss is really hard, and try as we might <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah, right. Try as we might, like no matter how many TV ads you watch or how, like it is just, it's, it's like, yes, I realize there are, there are different things we could do, but at the end of the day, weight loss is a math problem, right? You got to burn more calories than you consume and it's hard. Uh, I, I just genetically, I'm a relatively thin person. So have not really had a lot of time in my life where I have intentionally tried to lose weight, but about a year and a half ago, I hadn't exercised in a while. Uh, I saw a number on the scale I'd never seen before. And I'm like, Nope, we're, we are moving in a wrong trajectory here. Like, and I made an effort, uh, to lose 15 pounds 
And I consider myself a pretty disciplined person, but it was hard. Like anybody who tells you losing weight is not hard uh, is, is, uh, is trying to sell you something and they're selling me something that's not going to work. Right. And so I think we should be honest about that. And, And you mentioned it a minute ago that it's, it's a process, right? And ultimately, if something is going to be sustainable, we have to be willing to sort of work the process and play play the long game. Um, certainly, our sedentary society, like you right. said, especially now, like I find it's interesting. Um, so much of what I what is lost for me in my life is just the walk into the car, is the parking and walking into a grocery store or whatever. These types of just incidental move, you know, running a soccer practice, you know, things where I would have this kind of incidental movement that now that's, you know, (laughs) now that's, uh, that's lost. But I, but I think also just to sort of the the flip side of that is, um, I think I, I forget where I was just talking about this. Maybe it was with you yesterday when we were preparing for this episode, but, uh, a big principle in my life is, is things are weird until they're not, (laughs) Um, and I think that sometimes we sell ourselves a little bit short in our ability to make changes. Uh, like, and I'm, I'm not preachy about this at all. And people like Pastor Lance make fun of me for this. But like, I, as I mentioned, I've been a vegetarian for eight years. And before I became a vegetarian, so the idea, I know, I know, pray for me. The idea, the idea of not eating meat was just absolutely insane to me. And it felt weird for about three months. But then, and the plan was to only do it for about three months. I just started it as like, I'm going to, I'm turning 30. We're going to just try this out and see how it goes for three months. And after three months, it wasn't weird anymore. And I yeah. loved the way that I felt. So, yeah. so I just continued with it. Right. Um, in the same manner, uh, exercising regularly is weird until it's not. Getting up and going for a walk is weird yeah. until it's not. Uh, cleaning up your diet. And I'll, listen, even though I'm a veg, like, listen, I, I eat too much cheese pizza, okay? Like, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm this, like, clean eating machine. And our kids' way department will tell you that I have a sweet tooth and I'm constantly stealing treats from their office. But I think that, again, we sell ourselves short because, oh, it's hard on day one. It's hard on day two. It's hard on day 14. Okay. We are amazingly adaptable creatures. And if we can stay the, like, I don't know, I used to drink soda all the time. And now like the thought of having a soda is not even appealing to me. Just, it it doesn't even cross my mind that, oh, maybe I'll drink a soda today. Like that's just the furthest, furthest thing from my mind. We can develop new habits if we're willing to stay the course. And I'd imagine that in in the course of your journey, you've, you've seen that to be true in some different ways. Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, I think you're right, Pastor. We 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 don't believe that we can. And I know that for me, I remember that so much of, especially in the gym, in terms of my exercise, so much of what sustained me when I was tired, and still does to this day, is that I've done it before, so I know I can. And yeah. that just shift of like, oh, I actually I can. Um, has has been huge. I also think that there's there's a bit of this that we have to be okay with being uncomfortable. Mm. Um, and and that was a huge kind of shift in my brain is when I stopped trying to make the gym feel good. Now that doesn't mean don't get me wrong. I think that you got to do what 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 works for you in terms of your physical fitness and, and your diet. But like when I just was like, oh. No, like, like push-ups are hard. This is going to hurt like, a little bit. Like, there's no way, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter how, 
Yeah, like it just it's just it's just a part of it. And when that became okay for me, when that became normal for me, um, a lot of things stopped being barriers, right? Yeah. So now like I'm at a point where like literally there is nothing physically that I don't believe I can do. Mm-hmm. No, that's not true, right? Like, sure, like sure, if, sure. if we did 400 push-ups together, like I would I would die. <laughs> but but the point is like my mindset is like, oh, like, no, legitimately, I can do it. I I yeah. can I can get this done. And so I think that just like really, really believing that uh, that that you can, uh, being mm-hmm. okay with the with the with it being uncomfortable and having a plan for it, right? Mm-hmm. So not just like oh, it's going to be hard to change my diet, or or it's going to be hard to 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 do whatever kind of physical movement that I'm doing, but like what's my plan for getting through that? Yeah. What's my what's my plan for 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 cravings? What is my plan? I have what's called uh, I, I call them ice um, ice foods, right? So these are these are my plans for when um, I'm craving really bad. What can I go to that I don't have to feel bad about? And mm-hmm. and what can I eat in public? Like if we're if we're going somewhere, like we're going for lunch. Where where are my places? Right. What what can I order? How can I? I have plans for these things, and I think that that part is uh, pretty crucial too. Yeah. And, um, and, and I'll yeah. add just one more thing, if that's okay. Um, just the only other thing that I want to add is that I think that there has to be um, a grace that we have for ourselves um, yeah. as as we're on this journey. And, and you alluded to this earlier, that this is a marathon, right? Um, this is a whole life movement, uh, a forever type of thing. And uh, we're going to need grace, especially considering the reality that we live in a world that is not set up for us to be healthy. Right. Like, like the world. And so like, so as you're on your journey, when you stumble, because you will, when you eat the pizza, when you, whatever, like what, whatever the ways that you don't um, hit your target on time, the way you want to, um, that's the time to be really, really kind to yourself and say, you know what? And we're going to, and we're going to keep trying and keep pushing. And uh, I'm really proud of you self just for, for the fact that you are putting forth effort in these ways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and we know, and there's tons of research on this, that if, if we let ourselves go to the shame place, oh man, I ate the pizza. Oh man, I did this. I did that. Uh, shame causes us to, to engage in behaviors that reinforce our shame. Right. So it only is going to make things, uh, it's only going to make things worse. I think something that you said is that is really important is you talked about how you have to, we have to kind of get used to being uncomfortable. And that is certainly true. Uh, I, I want to play, I want to sort of present a little bit of a different angle though, as well, and I, it, that this is not to counter, to contradict that point. Cause I agree, like exercise is, is, is inherently uncomfortable. And so is eating healthy. So I'm in no way questioning that, but I think also you got to figure out what works for you and what's fun. Uh, like in, in yeah. pre COVID times, I just sort of, I, I was okay with the fact that like, okay, I'm just trying to be healthy. I'm not trying to be, uh, an ultra marathoner. I'm not trying to be like the world's fittest human. Uh, so for me, what got me out of bed in the morning at, you know, insanely early times was, okay, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to do the elliptical for about 45 minutes and I'm going to bring my iPad and I'm going to, I'm going to read, I'm going to read something that is life giving to me. And I'm just going to get a little sweat on and like whatever. And then when I'm done, I'll do some push-ups, pull-ups, a little bit of weights and listen to something that's uplifting and fun. And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. I look forward to that. That can get me out of bed. If if I had said, and even though I, I, I generally like to run, but if I said, okay, I'm going to get out of bed and I'm going to just run eight miles, like I'm not going to do that. Or I'm going to get out of bed and I'm going to do some, eight. you know, 
yeah, like I'm going to get out of bed and do some workout thing on my computer where I have to pay attention to somebody yelling at me through the screen. Like, I'm just not going to do that. Like, just no thanks. I'll keep sleeping. So I think we have to figure out what works for us, what is fun, what's engaging. And I think, man, you talk about the connection between physical health and mental health, or sorry, physical health and spiritual health. Man, I think that when I mean, I'll read scripture on my iPad when I exercise. I'll I'll listen to worship music or I'll listen to a sermon. Like this can be a time where I'm receiving spiritual input that is that's uplifting, that's connecting me to God. And that's just all the more reason why I end up looking forward to that time. And I end up being willing to wake up earlier or adjust my schedule around it, as opposed to it being this like, oh man, got to go to the gym today thing. I think there are ways we can figure out, man, what what works for me, what's fun and engaging and enjoyable, as opposed to it just being sheer drudgery, right? I think you're right. And I think, I think that, uh, it, I, I think that that's absolutely the truth. And I think that, um, we're actually, that's one of the ways that we're really blessed just kind of as a society. And in this time period is that there are so many ways and methods for you to become healthier, to take your steps, right. Um, in terms of your fitness, in terms of your diet. And, uh, I, I think that, um, some of that, and, and this just needs to kind of be at the back of your mind, right, as you're trying to figure out what that looks like. Some of that is trial and error, right? Sure. And I think the important part is just to to understand that, like, if you encounter something that doesn't work for you, that that's not the time to, to quit. That's the time to re- reconsider, right? To say, yeah. okay, well, well, what else is what else is there? Um, whether it's dancing or walking or, or, or you know, what whatever it is that works for you. And just to understand that like you really are a unique individual. Um, yeah. And so it is okay if something that works for somebody else doesn't work for you. And that is not uh, indicative of how good you are or how hard you work or, or you know, whatever it is. There are certain things uh, that I too just, I'm not, yeah. I'm not doing. I just, yeah. listen, you know, and, and then there are certain things that I do that I know that don't work for everybody. I really like the gym. I love yeah. going to the gym. Like it's one of my favorite places, but that doesn't work for everybody else. Right. Yeah. Um, and I see people cool. out swimming. I'm like, man, I've, I'm, I've tried. I'm just not going to do it. It just bores me to tears. Other people are like, man, it's the greatest thing in the world to just be in the water. I'm like, awesome. Good for you. You know, well, enjoy it. But I think you're see, right. my, my hair would fall out. <laughs> my hair would fall out if I swam every yeah. day. That chlorine is not is not the not, business for, for, not for my good. hair unless I can find like a saltwater pool. <laughs> That's funny. So, so let's let's um, talk. Let me ask you this. Um, OK, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I just was I just was curious. Um, what would you say are, are some just really kind of important things um, in terms of trying to get started getting healthy? Some ideas, yeah. some principles, just some things that you would say. Anybody who's starting uh, their journey, this might be really good for them to, to know or to hear uh, from your experience. Yeah, I think the first one is, is be realistic. Uh, if you ha- mm. have not gone for a run in 10 years, don't sign up for the marathon. Like, just don't do it. Like, don't go out and I'm buying the shoes and I'm running the marathon. Like, no, you're, you're okay. Like, maybe, but probably not, right? Uh, start where probably you want. Not. Start with going for a walk. Start with moving your body regularly. Start with something that set set intermediate realistic goals, right? 
uh, like I, like I just got into, into Spartan racing and I did not sign up for the ultra marathon distance first, right? Like I signed up for the 10 K distance and I did that and it went great. And I got some work to do before I'm ready for the next distance. And then I'm going to, you know, I'll move on. I think too many of us, we, we set these goals that are just not reflective of our current reality. And then we get discouraged. So, so for me, a big principle is start where you are, maybe have the long-term in view. Like I'd love to do an ultra Spartan race someday. But like maybe have that in view, but okay, let's set some intermediate goals to get us there so that we can have some easy wins and, and so we don't get discouraged. Uh, that'd be one, one thing I, I would recommend to start. How about you? What's, what's one that you would share? Yeah, I, I certainly echo that, that, that start with, with small goals. And, and I'll even add to that just a little bit. If you set a goal and you're not meeting it, make the goal smaller. Make it smaller and make peace about that, right? Because again, we we so want to get to the, the end results and this is a marathon, right? So you have your whole life to run a Spartan, the the, the, the UK Spartan, whatever it's called, that. Yeah, you know, yeah. you have your whole life to that. So if you don't do that this year, there, there's time, right? Um, yeah. I, I think that um, the other thing that I've learned is that in, in terms of being overwhelmed by all of the options, um, I've learned that everything can work. And when I say everything, I mean, whether you do keto or paleo or vegan. And funny enough, I was vegan for about three months. Um, <laughs> but anyway, all of it can work, right? Any physical yeah. activity, you can swim, you can walk. You can run. I know people that are in amazing shape and all they do is walk. They don't run, they don't lift. So it can all work if you're consistent, right? Yeah. So I think that like whatever, whatever you start with, I would just recommend giving it three months. Try that thing for three months um, to see the results, right? Uh, I know that for me, you know, people people who who have known me for a long time, when they see me, they haven't seen me for a year, they, they say wonderful things. Oh, you look so good. Oh, my God, I can't believe you don't even look like the same person. But, like, it has taken a full year for me to finally look in the mirror and be like, Wow, you are smaller. You know, you do you do look different. It has taken this yeah. whole time, and so um, I think consistency is is really important. Um, and then I would also add, um, I think that you got to track and measure. You can decide what you track and measure, uh, but that's going to be really important in terms of determining if it's actually working and and motivating yourself with your progress. And finally, I think we need support. I think you yeah. need community. I am a part of an Overeaters Anonymous type of group um, mm -hmm. of folks that struggle with food just like me. Um, and the reality is that your support may not come from the folks that you're closest to, right? Yeah. Um, one of my doctors said to me, uh, your family and friends are going to be your worst enemies on this journey. <laughs> uh, and that's been the truth. Like, like, like people, I, you know, yeah. there are people who love who, who I love um, and who love me, who just are not helpful in, in this realm. Sure. They say stuff like, hey, let's go to the Cheesecake Factory. Now, hey, here's a cinnamon roll. I'm struggling with cheese, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Correct, yeah. Bridgeway. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Pastor Lance. Yeah. So, okay, so let's talk about this as we, we wrap up. I have two more, two more topics I wanna hit on. Uh, 
Number one, I want to talk about pitfalls sure. that, that we need to be careful to avoid. And I think some are specific, some, some are gener- general to any person, but I think there are some that are specific to us as Christians. Yeah. And then I want to wrap up with, let's just talk about just sharing personally, uh, hey, what have you tried that's worked? And what have you tried that you're like, man, that's just not for me uh, in terms of whether it's fads or diets or exercise things or, or whatever. Uh, we can just end with a little bit of levity sharing our, uh, you know, our experiences with some of those things. So 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 first one, uh, what do we need to be careful to avoid if if we're going to man, if we're saying that I want I'm motivated, I'm inspired, I want to give a little bit more attention to my physical health. Yeah, um, I. I have found that not having a plan is the worst thing in the world. Um, and it, it really is a pitfall. Fall. And uh, I think that just, just to not have your, this is what I do if I encounter this. This is what I do when I feel like this. This is, to not have that, I think is a setup for, for failure. Um, and it's hard to kind of wrap your mind around because we don't have to think like that, or a lot of a lot of us haven't grown up thinking like that, right? But like, when I leave the house, this is my plan for lunch. This is my plan. If that plan doesn't work, right? If if I leave my sandwich in the car and it gets hot and I can't eat it, this is my plan. If I get to work and Pastor Brian says, "Let's go," you know, out to eat to, to lunch. This is the plan um, for how I navigate that. Uh, so I think that that's been really, really uh, helpful and effective um, for me. Um, and I think that um, the, the other thing is to have too many rules, I think is a pitfall, right? Uh, again, when we look at all of the things that people are saying, right? Some people are really a vegan, vegetarian is the way. And if you eat meat, you're going to die. Some people are like, if, if you don't eat meat, you're going to just spike your blood sugar all the time, especially with those yeah. vegetables that grow uh, above ground or b- below yeah. ground. Um, and so, so here's the thing. I think you have to figure out like what are your, I call them bright lines, right? Just a couple of things that are my non-negotiables and then everything else I, I plan and I think and I work through, right? Um, so like one of my hard rules is like, I just, I don't drink my calories. Mm, it's, it's just a rule. I just don't, I don't drink my calories. I don't drink soda. I don't drink juices. There's too many no calorie, no sugar drink options. That's one of my personal rules, right? Yeah. Um, but it's one of like three, right? Everything else that that, that that's out there, I am I'm relatively flexible um, with it. Um, and I think that just kind of circling back to um, what you said about just like not being miserable, right? Yeah. If your plan makes you miserable, you're not gonna you're gonna fail, you know. And so uh, avoid that. Figure out. What, how can I do this? And one of the ways that we can do that is to, and that I use, um, is to I, I honor myself all the time for my work, right? Um, so like if, if we're doing something, cause like just sweating and being out of breath is not pleasant. I don't care if we're dancing, jump roping or running, like sweating and being out of breath is not pleasant for me. Um, but when I do it, I honor myself, right? I, whether yeah. that's, I take a trip or I buy uh, new gym clothes. I really have a thing for gym clothes. I love gym clothes. <laughs> Uh, a buy a new product or, or, or whatever. Like I, I honor myself, um, reward myself for, for, for that work. And I think that that's been really effective um, for me. What I will say, and this is just a, 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 a it's levity, but it's, it's still the truth is um, a pitfall is just, you need to understand that like 
the measurements for weights are different in this country than in other countries. <laughs> I went to the UK uh, and was like, you know, I'm going to maintain while I'm on this trip. And uh, they use, I think, what is it? Kilograms? Kil- kilometer? Right. What it, yeah, yeah, whatever they yeah, use. Yeah. And I translated it to, to pounds and almost killed myself in the gym. <laughs> and especially because I was like, why can't I've looked at this a thousand times? Why, oh, that's why funny. Can't I? And yeah, and I just died. <laughs> So, like, oh, wait a second. Uh, you know, that's something that you might want to consider too. That's yes. Make sure you have your uh, weight you? conversions. Yeah. No, I think I agree with everything you've said. I think um, as Christ followers, anything can be an idol, right? And an idolatry typically does not come from an overindulgence in something that is bad. It can, but it's that's uncommon, right? Idolatry comes from mm. overindulgence mm. in something that is good. So if ultimately I'm finding my identity and my physical health, that is problematic. Physical health is a wonderful thing. It is not God. It is not what makes me uh, significant in the world. It is not the most important thing. Uh, it falls well underneath a lot of important areas of my life. And and I do think that, uh, you know, that you see all these different documentaries and things of people that have done all these extreme physical health challenges. And on the one hand, I think it's amazing. You see the things that these people are able to accomplish. On the other hand, you just, it just makes me wonder, like, and I mean this with as little judgment as possible, like what's their family like life? Like, like what do their kids think of all of this? You know, like you have to be able to balance kind of your physical health with every other element of your life. And then uh, again, you have to be really careful not to find your identity in it because um, can we decrease the effects of aging by physical health? Yes. Can, or, uh, by exercise and diet? Yes. Can we eliminate them? No. <laughs> right. Um, and then also I think yeah, you're just still going to get old. Thing. Yeah. You're still going to get old. I guess just how it's going to go. Uh, and then I just think the practical thing and I'm, I am, I am, terrible about this uh, is you just have to know your limits. So you don't hurt yourself. Uh, and that's part of the like, Hey, if you are completely sedentary and you're like, I'm going to go run five miles today. It's like, you're going to hurt yourself. That is actually what is going to happen. Uh, and then, you know, with that, you try to start things that aren't sustainable. Um, so, and that's where it just comes back to what we we're saying earlier right? is I think being realistic. Uh, and then I think just again, as, as Christians recognizing physical health is great. It is not God. And if we expect it to be what gives us value, as opposed to finding our value and our worth and our relationship with with the Father, uh, we're just going to spin ourselves in a lot of unhealthy directions. And we're really, like, as with so many other things, uh, we're not going to find joy in it because we're asking it to do something for us that it's not not designed for. So uh, those are just some pitfalls I would I would say are important to avoid. So uh, last thing, and then we got to we got to wrap up here. Uh, let's just talk for a minute. What are some things, man, that you've tried that have you know, let's focus on what are some things that you've just realized, man, this is not worth, this is, this does not work for, for, for Judah Sanders. What does not work? What has not worked for you as you've been on the journey of trying to, trying to get healthy? Yeah. Um, I have found actually that, that vegan and vegetarian doesn't work for me and not mm-hmm. actually for the reasons that I think are, are, would immediately come to mind because I'm not a very picky eater, which is actually a tremendous blessing because it has allowed mm-hmm. the dietary part not to be as painful for me. Um, but because I really love carbs <laughs> and when you don't eat meat, uh, your diet tends to have more carbs in it. And I'm not, I'm also just not great with moderation. Um, I'm just not, I wish I was. And so one of the things that doesn't work for me as much is this idea of that, like, oh, you can have a little bit. 
I think most people can. I think that's that's really healthy. That like you could, you know, you occasionally have a cookie, you know. And for most people, I would say, yeah, do that. But for me, um, I just am not great at moderation. I I w- I'm not going to stop at one cookie. Um, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I just am not. And so for me, a lot of times I have to have a harder kind of stance against things that I eat. Um, and even with my exercise than, than other people, because I'm kind of an all or nothing. Um, so that just doesn't work for me. And I've had to be honest with myself about that and grieve that because I know a lot of other people who are extraordinarily healthy, more healthy than I am, uh, who can, who, who, you know, yeah. can have a donut, can have Starbucks, can have, you know, can do do any of that, can can pick and choose when they go go work out. Uh, and it's because they're better at moderation than me. Um, so that's 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 been a, a pitfall for me. Um, I don't eat Brussels sprouts. I believe that they're the devil. <laughs> and you won't convince me otherwise. They don't work for me. So I'm not <laughs> eating them. And I'll, I'll say that to say that... Um, one of my rules just for my life that has allowed me to have joy in this is that like, I just don't eat stuff that I don't like. Yeah. I don't care how healthy it is. If I don't like it, I don't eat it. It can yeah. reverse cancer, cure diabetes, <laughs> make me tall, whatever. I don't eat stuff <laughs> that, that I don't like. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. yeah. For, for you, what are, what are some things that you've tried that just, just absolutely don't work for you? And what have you tried that just really has worked for you? Yeah, I think that, so what has is just, you know, fun. I, I, so I think uh, finding things that are fun, uh, first of all, because I just like that fun. And then, and I think for me, just setting goals has been hugely important. You know, you talk about the 400 pushups. It's like, okay, my goal for the day is to do 400 pushups. Here we go. If my goal for the day is to stop periodically and do pushups, I will do like 18 in the course of the day. Uh, I think having something to train for really, really helps. And then having specific goals, uh, just because I like a challenge, you know, um, really, really, really helps me. Um, And I think also just sort of picking and choosing, okay, what is going to be my area of focus right now in terms of my health? I can't focus on everything. uh, So I want to do some things I I, uh, do, you know, focus on things that I like and focus on things that are going to be beneficial. Uh, You know, things I found that just don't work, like, uh, you know, in this, you know, COVID season where all the gyms are closed, I'm doing a lot of different, you know, computer-based workouts, but like, you know, Shanti, God bless them. Just too much, man. Just can't do it. Like I just, Gosh. I got about seven days into Stop one of these programs. Me, I'm like, you, I'm sure are a very nice person and you are very fit, but I want to die every time I look at you. And, and the thing is, it's like, I'm just like, okay, some people can do that and it works for them and that's awesome, but it doesn't work for me. Uh, and, and, and I, 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 you know, it is, it is what it is. And I think that, you know, it's just such a, such a theme throughout this episode has been that idea of when it comes to diet, when it comes to exercise, are there principles? Of course there are, but within those principles, you have to find what works for you and you need to not be threatened by what works or doesn't work with for somebody else. So uh, I think if we can do that, uh, if we can invite God into the process where we allow our pursuit of physical health to be an act of worship and to be something that we use to connect with him, which it has absolutely been in the course of my life, it can be something sustainable and joyful and fun and not just this like miserable, constant, boot camp deprivation brussels stout brussels sprouts and plain quinoa type experience right yeah yeah, yeah. no good there's no, no bad in that 
<laughs> That's right. Well, hey, thank you. Uh, thank you, Judah, for your time today, man. It was so fun to just to connect and to talk through some of this stuff. I know that uh, obviously a lot of us are thinking about, you know, physical health and mental health and spiritual health in the midst of all of this. So, man, appreciate you coming on and, and sharing some of your insights. Yeah, man, so glad to, to be on here. And, and just, um, you know, my heart is, um, is, is for all of us to be as healthy as we can. Uh, for us to to feel good and to walk through life just right smack dab in the middle of God's purpose. This is a part of how we do it. Amen. All right. Thanks to all you for listening. Thanks to Lucian and Brenton who will take the audio and video and make us look good and sound good. And uh, we'll be back with you in another couple weeks for another episode of Engaging Culture. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Engaging Culture, a podcast by Bridgeway Christian Church. If you enjoyed the show, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. Music is used under the Creative Commons license and is provided by Dexter Britton.